I'm a little ADHD, so you'll have to deal with my random <laughs> dives off occasionally. Over the days when I was in my prime, when God's intimate friendship blessed my house, when the Almighty was still with me and my children were around me, when my path was drenched with cream and, my, and the rock poured out for me streams of olive oil, when I went to the gate of the city and took my seat in the public square, the young men saw me and stepped aside, and the old, man rose, old men rose to their feet. The chief men refrained from speaking and covered their mouths with their hands. The voices of the nobles were hushed, and their tongues stuck on the roofs of their mouths. Whoever heard, me spe whoever heard me spoke well of me, and those who saw me commended me, because I rescued the poor who cried for help, and the fatherless who had none to assist them. The one who was dying blessed me. I made the widow's heart sing. I put on righteousness as my clothing, justice was my robe and my turban. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the needy. I took up the case of the stranger. I broke the fangs of the wicked and snatched the victims from their teeth. I thought, I will die in my own house, my days as numerous as the grains of sand. My roots will reach to the water, and the dew will lie all night on my branches. My glory will not fade. The bow will ever, will ever new, be new in my hand. People listened to me expectantly, waiting in silence for my counsel. After I had spoken, they spoke no more. My words fell gently to their ears. They waited for me as, as, as for showers, and drank in my words as the spring rain. When I smiled at them, they scarcely believed it. The light of my face was precious to them. I chose the way for them and sat as their chief. I dwelt as a king among his troops. I was like one who comforts mourners. All right, let's pray real quick. God, again, thanks for this time to consider a tough word um, and a good word for us today. Um, Job's story is, is amazing in his example and, and cautionary um, in what he was expecting. So, as Megan was saying earlier, let our hearts be open um, to your word for us today, um, and let my, not my impulses or, or uh, own expectations get in the way, but that, that you would touch all of our hearts today um, in what is said. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so good to see you again, to see you all. Uh, my name is again Brian Winkleman. I am a sixth and eighth grade social studies teacher by trade. Uh, I'm not used to speaking to adults. Adults are way scarier. Um, middle schoolers, you make fun of them and they like you for it. Um, and so this is, this is a bit of a new environment. If you want me to make fun of you, we can have that intercourse because I like, I like they, they give it back to me. I, I'm buffoonish enough to where I uh, give them lots of material. Um, so this is a little bit out of my normal comfort zone. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about Job and, and, and Typically what happens in a lot of sermons is people stand up here and they speak the whole time. And that's going to feel real uncomfortable for me. I, I did that kind of in a previous sermon, but I was online and I was used to being kind of a radio host at that point because it was, everything was online. Um, today's going to be kind of interactive. We're going to have you taking some time to reflect on stuff that's in the scriptures. We're going to be looking at the topic of justice, which you see really central in this text, um, and reflecting on what does that we're going to try to define that because it's hard to work with a term unless we've actually kind of set some definitions and parameters around it. And then we're going to see how it plays out in here. And then we're going to see how it plays out in our broader world today. So that's kind of the arc of, of where we're going to go. Um, Benji, where are you at? <laughs> All right, so Benji's going to come around and hand you 
something that you're going to write on today. Um, and, and the first thing we're going to do together is we're going to define this term justice. Right? So you should have a pen. I think I handed one to everyone. Um, those of you online, uh, I think there's a PDF that you can access um, and look if you want to um, go through and fill out this out with us together. Uh, maybe have something to write with or you can just think about it in your head if you've got kids hanging over you because I know there's a number of you that do. Um, but the first thing we're going to do together is we're going to define this term justice. Now, kids, while this is all happening, you're going to go over to Miss Stephanie and you're going to have a conversation about justice in the kids' world because um, I find that justice for anyone really under the age of 10 is like flies right over your head. That's, that's a pretty big word. So adults, what we're going to do is when you get this from Benji, you'll notice that the first thing says define the term justice. Think about synonyms, which for those of you who don't remember what the word synonym means, um, because you haven't been in school for a while, those are words that mean something similar to justice. Um, and what are some situations where you see justice at play in our broader world? So I want some definitions, some synonyms, um, and I think those situations will show you that justice is more complex than just a one or two word answer. Y'all with me? So go ahead and take, let's take three minutes right now for you to just think about what is the definition of justice and what does it look like in our broader world. All right, same, same to y'all online.
All right, take about 15 more seconds to get yourself in a place where you feel like you have a fairly good definition. And what we're gonna do is, we also do a lot of group work in school. I don't know if you all remember that. Um, and there's this thing that uh, Jesus says in terms of he gives, he says all the commandments boil down to two things, right? The first is what? Someone wanna answer that for us? Love what? Yeah, love God with everything you have. And the second is love others, love your neighbor, right? And he doesn't say love your neighbors that you like, right? He says love your neighbors, period, right? And if we can't have conversations in church together, right, and practice caring for each other and having conversations with people around us, how are we going to do it with our neighbors, right? So we're going to practice a little bit today. And so what I want you to do is I want you to get into groups of no more than four, so four maximum, um, I kind of want to mix you all up a little bit, uh, but I don't know if you're, you're comfortable with that. I'd like you to f find people you don't know and sit with them, right? Because I think that you, you, we tend to sit around people that we do, and in, in school, I often assign groups because then kids have to interact with other people. So let's practice that today. Go find a group of three. Um, again, sit social distance so you all can feel fairly comfortable in, in our environment, but a group of three or four. Stand up and move. Go. Those of you online, uh, you can just stay in the, the room and have a discussion together. What time you got? It is 9.47. So, yeah, would anyone like to respond? We'll take three different responses in terms of what you heard from your group or something that came out of this, this conversation about justice. And as I was kind of walking around, I was hearing, it's, it's more complex than I think that we we want it to, we'd appreciate it being, right? We'd like it to be like, well, it's just, insert my term here. So would someone like to share kind of what they heard in their group? Do we have any extroverts in the crowd? Wow. All right, go for it. Yeah. Then we'll go. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Perfect. Oh, uh, uh, hi, I'm, I'm Tyler, and I'm with Joe and Blake. Uh, we kind of wrestled in a couple different areas. So one was this idea that there's a, you know, relative morality versus like an absolute morality um, and how difficult of a concept that is. Uh, I, I think we settled on that there is an absolute morality, but we don't necessarily get to know it or, or and, and then that makes everything more complicated. Uh, then we talked about like uh, briefly at the very end here, we're talking about the intertwining of justice, equality, and fairness, and how those aren't necessarily the same, but they're intertwined with each other. Uh, and then kind of justice as the application of, of fairness. Thanks, Tyler. Andrew. <laughs> For accuracy, uh, I'm not an extrovert, and I'm just an introvert that's not scared. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see, I, I think uh, we talked about a lot of different things, very very similar to what was just mentioned, just about how it's complex and we don't really know, but there is an actual answer out there. Um, and I think if I were to, to pick one of the things, it would be um, uh, perfect love in a broken world. Um, that's kind of hard to do, but... Um, Basically, uh, I think I think uh, it's 
it's being trying to figure out what Christ would do in a context where we simultaneously have done horrible things and hurt people, and at the same time, both the one who has done the hurting and the one who is hurt are deeply loved. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, Ian. Hey, I'm Ian. Uh, I'm an introvert, uh, but I volunteered before Ryan volunteers me. Uh, so we, we talked about justice in terms of a restoration. A lot of the words we, we had was like restoration, recompense, uh, redressing. And it, for us, it was a lot of discussion of uh, like the world is supposed to be a certain way and then something wrong has happened and justice is attempting to undo that wrong. Um, but also as we commented, you know, human justice will fall short of that. Like, uh, there are some things that could be restored. Like, you could give a house to someone who's homeless. You can't bring back someone to life. So, you know, it's unfortunately going to be imperfect in this world. Thanks, Ian. It was, yeah, Megan. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. All right, so yeah, we do justice to get to Shalom is what Megan said from online. Thanks for that, I was actually gonna ask, so thank you for knowing that was coming. So we try, so again, it's this complicated idea of getting to Shalom where everyone is loved in the process, where there's this restoration, right? Where there is an absolute morality where we might not know what it is or, or wrestle with that, that process. So I think a great place to look right now is to look at the text of Job in particular, and I've got a series of kind of questions, and um, I want to give people, especially for those, since we appear to have a lot of introverts or people that just aren't comfortable sharing in church, um, I want to give people a minute or two to kind of answer this second prompt. So the second prompt is, why, what, uh, why gave you, there's a typo, that's fantastic. What gave Job the ability to achieve justice, right? Like, what, what gave him the ability to achieve justice? And that's those first 11 verses. The second is, how did Job make justice a reality in his community? And third, what did Job expect to happen as a result? Right? Now, I want you to spend like one minute on A and C. Right? Really cursely, don't spend too much time on those. I want most of our focus to be on B. And again, that's starting at verse 12, and I think it's all the way through 16 or 17. I should have that exact number, but I'm not getting it. All right, so take a second, look at, the, look at Scripture. And if you need me to hand you a Scripture because you left it back at your seat, I'm happy to pass those out. All right, so take a few, few seconds to process that. Go for it. Increase if you're doing justice in the world? Of course. But it's not guaranteed. Because if you think about Christ, the most just and loving person ever to exist, what was his reward for doing justice? Long walks between towns, right? Barely enough food to stay alive. 
Mental and physical exhaustion. I mean, the guy slept through a storm. Right? Crowds loving you one moment and then hating you the next. To the point of they chose to take back a murderer into their midst instead of you. Again, I think, I think that it's a hard, a hard lesson, right? But if you look at it like, isn't it worth it? Isn't it worth it to give up the comfort and the stability to actually have faith that God's going to do right if you are willing to sacrifice your time and energy? Like, change doesn't really happen if we all stay comfortable, right? Because I think we all look out there and there's things that we, that we see that we want to change. But if we really want to change those, that requires us to give stuff up. And that's hard. And it requires us to be humble, right? Job had this idea of how the, the way the world worked, and God just said, no, <laughs> it's not. It was really hard. Um... I want to hear from the kids first, and then I'm going to share kind of my path with this, and then we have just enough time um, for y'all to reflect. So, Stephanie, can you tell us a little bit about what the kids talked about? All right. Well, the kids talked about fairness. We broke it down into a simpler word. And I mean, we did everything talking about what's unfair from not having our favorite Pokemon character to not having our friends like us sometimes and not be fair and play with others. Um, one thing uh, we also talked about was racism and the challenges of that, people not being treated fairly based on their culture or the color of their skin. Something that happens sometimes here is we have a lot of people who wanna be line leader. And sometimes when it's the person's turn to be line leader, it's not fair when somebody else jumps in so then we talked about, well, how do we sacrifice something that we want to make things fair for somebody else? So that might be letting somebody who really wants to be line leader be line leader on your turn. Or you might have to step away from your closest friends to make sure the person who's being left out feels loved. So that's what we talked about in our group. Thanks, Stephanie, that's awesome. Right? And I think as kids, we understand this, as adults, we understand this, but it gets so much getting to the absolute moral like, expectations. It's so complicated as an adult. We have so many responsibilities, right? So it's hard. And so we have to think about how can I realign my life, getting back to what Megan was saying earlier, right? How can I realign my life so God is on the throne and that I can just live my life with open hands for, to others? And it's not just with our stuff. I think our society really focuses on stuff, right? I'll tell you, five years ago, I, I, I had a rough time, y'all. Um, we did something at school where we started to talk about the racism in the world and that kind of stuff. And I, I'm a history person. I love history. I thought I knew the history of this country and, and how it worked. And over the last five years, God has literally just everything I knew he's torn down. All of it. Right? I was this under this, like, oh, you know, civil rights movement happened, so we're good now. And man, was I wrong, y'all. It's brutal <laughs> in terms of stuff that's out there. Um, 
And so it's been, it's been awesome. God slowly equipping me with more knowledge to understand and have tough conversations with people about things like racism, um, things like systems that have been set up. And I, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist of like there's a group of people doing this, but it's just the, the culture sets up certain systems that, that make it harder for certain groups, right? And have, 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 have trained our minds in ways that we have not paid attention to. So we have these biases and things that we don't think about. And I, I have them all the time, to this day, that I'm still unpacking. So I want, I want to leave you with this final question, and it's kind of, it's the thing on the back, is, is what is that thing, and, and frankly, I was really hard-headed about this. I didn't want to admit that I had an issue, and I, that I was ignorant of this. But I want you to, to leave today thinking about what is that thing in this world that I've been really hard-headed about, that I've been like, just dismissing, right? Because we don't have the advantage of Jesus. We don't know everyone's cultural context. We can't just walk in and be like, I get you, right? We have to actually learn and listen and examine. Because the more we understand about the way this world works and the way different cultures work and the way we interact, the, way, the more we can be Christ to each other. So my challenge to y'all is to take a minute as we close today while I pray and think about and write down something that you want to learn more about, a place in your, in your life where you're a little hard-headed and you're not listening to a narrative because you're just dismissing it, right? You're being stubborn, kind of like Job, thinking, no, I get it. I do everything right. And God's saying to you, like he said to me, like he said to Job, actually, you got to look at this part of your life. All right, let's pray. God, thank you for so many amazing examples, examples in your scripture of places where people experience similar things to us, where we, we as humans, we like to play God. We like, as Megan said, to sit on the throne, right? We like to think that we've got it all figured out. And we just love that, and actually it's really painful, but it's so good for us when, when you strip things away and you realize, help us to realize that that we don't know everything, that we need to give up some of our pride and learn how to wield some of our power so that we can make justice a reality on this world and make your kingdom, the kingdom that you describe throughout your scriptures, a reality a little bit more with our efforts because we can't do it on our own. So maybe both individually and collectively reflect on the ways that we need to be more like you. And may we come together to bring about your justice on this planet. Thank you again for your example, Jesus. Forgive us for our shortcomings and, and help empower us as we move forward together. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, y'all. Have a great week. There's normally a benediction. I think we'll just end with the prayer for today. If, you, if y'all could help put the seats back together. As, t as usual, I've, I've destroyed the space that I'm in. <laughs> require help in putting it back together. So thank you uh, for being here today. Have a great week.